You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. So excited to be with you today. It is Thursday, Q&A Thursday. I am slightly gruff, not physically, well, physically, yes, not mentally. I um, finished a job last week. If you don't know me, I'm Alicia, the host of the show. I make this beautiful wedding podcast. I also work in TV in the day and I am a freelancer and sometimes TV gets really intense and I just finished a contract and of course, as soon as I finished, my body just went boo, boo. It just shut down. I don't know if you're like that. I think our bodies are amazing. They seem to hold on for as long as they can and as soon as you get some form of respite, as soon as you get some form of downtime, my body just goes, oh, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give you a cold. I mean, it's quite clever how it says, I'll hold off. I'll allow you to finish whatever you're doing, but then as soon as you have a break and relax, I'm gonna punish you and you can just get sick. So I am really happy to be here. I apologize for my weird voice. It's gonna get better. And you're gonna hear it tomorrow as well because I'm recording the Friday quickie in a couple of minutes because when you listen to this, I'm going to be in Iceland on holiday, probably with another cold. I'm so excited to be going away with my wonderful cousin Belinda and her fiance Luke. I will be, well, we will be attending their wedding in November in Hawaii. And I have no doubt, well, I know I'm taking my microphone on our holiday together and uh, I will be asking lots of questions. I know Belinda has had some highs and lows when it comes to wedding planning. She's very similar to me. She's an Aussie. She's a McCormack. We do things, you know, we're not afraid to tell it like it is. And I know you're going to enjoy hearing from her. So I think I will be recording a couple of eps on the road, just learning about their wedding planning. And also, um, you know, because we'll all be there, hopefully, to hear their wedding in November, I thought it would be nice to introduce you to them now and follow their journey a little bit. And as I said, Belinda, well, look, she's been fucked around a little bit with a wedding seller. I don't want to tell you the whole story now because I know it will come out of her mouth a lot better. But there's been a saga. There was a dress that she purchased that then the dressmaker sold, which is ridiculous. Anyway, I don't want to ruin the story, and I know she will, uh, she'll go hell for leather telling it. Can't wait. So I'm looking forward to going on holiday. You'll have to watch our Instagram. I know there'll be lots of moody, broody photos of gorgeous landscapes, I'm sure. Iceland is one of those places that is so hot right now for travel, and uh, gee whiz, it's expensive. We're going to all just be eating cornflakes for the whole week, but exciting. Very exciting. Now, today's show, enough about me. Let's get on to you. Today's show is wedding Q&A. I've got three, possibly four, if I don't talk too much, uh, lovely voice messages that have come from you. I'm very much encouraging the voice messages and you are all coming through with the goods. I do like your emails, but no one wants to hear me read them out. It's snorry boring. If you are new to the podcast, basically Q&A Thursday is exactly what it sounds like. You ask a question, I try and answer it in my best capacity possible. Deirdre has left me a voice message. Let's hear it. Hi, Alicia. Deirdre here. Um, I'm calling from Colorado, uh, which is right in the middle of the United States. Maybe you know that. Maybe you don't. Deirdre, I do know that. And I have this sort of emotional, spiritual, not woo-woo, connection with Colorado. I was born, when I was born, we lived on Colorado Street. And uh, I've skied in Colorado as well. We love skiing, the McCormacks. We love it and we love Colorado. 
And I've been trying to convince Rich that Colorado may be my spiritual home. I feel like when I think about Colorado, it gives me the warm and fuzzies. This sounds really wanky, and this has got nothing to do with you, Deidre. But I just wanted to say, if Rich was here now, he'd be going, oh, God, not Colorado again. I'm so sick of hearing you talk about Colorado. It's just a place of happiness for me. The end. Carry on. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's see. I have some questions for you and also just um, a fun story about how great you are. I'll start with the story. Oh, well, this is nice. I don't know where this is going. I try and listen to these. He's a bit of a back, backstage behind the scenes thing. I try and listen to these live. So I don't know where it's going. Quite excited. Here we go. Um, so I went on the internet the other day. I forget what I was trying to research about wedding stuff. Um, I logged onto a wedding forum, which I'd never done before. I just thought I'd check it out. I don't really advise that uh, because after I started reading some people's innocent questions, I read some horrible attack responses and just like, what the hell is wrong with people? There's just like so many bitchy responses that were so unsupportive. And I feel like your podcast is so supportive because no matter what somebody is asking you, you're always able to recognize their unique voice and vision and that the wedding is truly their own and not whatever standard is out there. And even if it's something kind of crazy that everyone's going to think is tacky, uh, whatever. It's their wedding. They can do it. Anyway, that little experience just made me appreciate you even more because I knew that you were hilarious and funny and really helpful and down to earth, but when I realized how much shitty advice there is out there, it just made me appreciate you that much more. Oh, Deirdre, that would have to be my favorite quote. When I realized there was so much shitty advice out there that made me appreciate you so much more. I That makes me so happy. But also, I would like to comment on what you said about the forums. Because I too, I sort of avoid the forums because it fills me with so much rage and disappointment. I think that's the big word in my fellow humans. And this is not just for wedding blogs. I mean, you read any comments on newspaper sites and all this sort of stuff. People are fully mental. There is no doubt that we've got this, we've reached this stage in humanity where people feel that they can write anything and say anything and it won't affect anyone. And, you know, they're keyboard warriors, basically. People that feel that there's no need to be adding a shield of, you know, manners or, you know, they just come out with their opinions and they're nasty. And what I find particularly gross is the wedding community and how much they go each other. Like you've just said, people have no uh, decorum when it comes to giving their opinion and feedback. And it's disappointing. It's the, it's the best word. I just feel like I don't want to be participate. So good on you for giving it a crack, but you probably won't be going back. It doesn't sound like. And I know there are supportive forums. I know the Reddit forums, for example, people have written to me and I've sort of lingered a little bit on those forums. Reddit's pretty full on. You've got to really get into it, I think, to actually appreciate how helpful it can be. But I know having sort of been on those forums a little bit, they can be quite supportive if you join the right group. I know that Rock and Roll Bride as well, one of my guests from the past, she has a great group online. If you're sort of planning a more alternative sort of wedding, her Facebook group, I'm a part of that. I watch people have conversations and they're generally quite nice. But that's also Kat, um, Rock and Roll Bride's attitude. She doesn't really take any shit and she will kick people off the forums if they're assholes. So I suppose 
I, my real philosophy on this is that if you like Save the Date, if you like uh, Isle Society, if you have a particular blog that you like, then probably like-minded people, this is a big probably because it's not always true, will also hang out there. And this is the thing. I have never had anyone on my Facebook pages, on the blog, um, on Twitter and Instagram. God, I'm just going to name all the social medias. I've never had people shit on each other. And I think that's a testament to you all listeners out there who just aren't assholes. They're not those sort of people. You're not keyboard warriors. You're not people that go, I fucking hate that dress. You look disgusting. And that's honestly, I joke, but that's how people react to each other. And it's like, well, why would you participate? Why would you ever go back to that forum if people are going to be shits? So I think if you are a part of a forum and people are jerks, just don't go back. Find a new forum or just listen to this show. That's it. Deidre, it's a really good point you make because I find it really sad that we've got to the stage where people feel comfortable with that. And also, they would never, I would hope, ever say this to someone's face if they're in the same room. And my philosophy on any sort of web content and communicating with people is to say, would I say this? Would I feel comfortable saying this to someone if I met them in person? No. Well, then don't write it. Basic shit. Basic shit. So, for my question which I feel like cannot be answered on any wedding forum because everything I read says an engagement party has to only include people that are invited to the wedding. Here's my story. (laughs) Uh, My mom wants to plan an engagement party for me and my fiance because she wants to kind of introduce us as a couple to a lot of her friends and family. They have a huge family of second cousins and whatever that are all still in touch. And she's been to some of the kids in my generation. She's been to some of their weddings and it was an amazing way to reconnect with everyone. Um, I'm getting married in Colorado. They all live on the East coast. That's like a four or five hour plane ride. It's a lot. It's, you know, it's a big expense. And it's also like, do you really need like 60 second cousins at your wedding? I don't know. No, that's my answer. No, Deirdre. I love where this question's going. Had to just say that. You do not need 67 cousins at your wedding unless you know them very well and you hang out with them, which I doubt. Nothing against them. I just would prefer to keep it a little smaller. My fiancé and I are both kind of shy, so... Anyway, it was our decision to not include second cousins in our wedding to keep it a little more intimate because most of our family is flying out here to be with us. We really want to be able to spend time with everyone coming to our wedding. So second cousins I haven't seen in a few years, although I'd love to reconnect with them. I don't think my wedding is the time to do that. Anyway, my mom wants to plan the engagement party, invite all these people who are not invited to the wedding. Everything that I read says you can't invite people to an engagement party that are not invited to a wedding. So I'm wondering how we work around that. I don't know if my mom knows this because my mom is really into etiquette and, you know, like whether or not there's a reason it you have to do that because that's how things are done. So she must not know this. Otherwise, she wouldn't have this idea. But anyway, um, I don't know how to tell her or I feel like I need to come up with a solution before I tell her that traditionally, like, you can't, everyone's going to be offended that they're not invited to the wedding. Do I just invite a lot of those people send them an invitation to the wedding because they probably aren't going to come but hopefully they'll come to the engagement party which is like you know within a few hours of their house at my parents house 
I'm not expecting presence at the engagement party. I know that's why people are offended by it is, you know, you want me to come to your engagement party and give you a present, but you're not going to invite me to your wedding. But that's not at all. You know, we just want to be able to have a different party. I know some people suggest doing um, a reception after the wedding, going home like a month or two later, visiting my family and doing a reception then. But my mom wants to do it mm, this summer. We're getting married in August, August 20th in Colorado. You and Rich are invited, of course. I die. OMG. That's just so generous. You know, I wish I could go to all these weddings. I really, like, we would genuinely go. I mean, people would be going, who are these Australian two that no one knows? But we're good with people. We're very good with people. We'd just fit in. We'd make it work. I'd get, oh, gosh. I genuinely, genuinely would hop a plane. I really would. That'd be really fun if you came, actually. <laughs> anyway, this is a really long message. Sorry. I just need some help um, figuring out what to tell my mom. I want to make sure it's a really good party and I want to make sure my mom doesn't end up in the position as the host hostess for the party that she doesn't accidentally offend people. Do we just put a note in there that says like, I'm sorry, you're not invited to the wedding. I'll work on the wording. Okay. Sorry, you're not invited to the wedding because it's small, intimate thing in a different time zone. Like whatever. You don't need to come. You know that. Uh, don't buy us a present. Um, please come celebrate with family and meet the bride and groom or, or do we just send them invitations or I don't know, not have an engagement party. No, my mom really wants to do it. Also, she wants to do it on a Sunday afternoon and a lot of guests live pretty close, but some of them live a couple hours away, like the second cousins she, she wants to see. So I'm a little confused. I think she just, that's her work schedule. Should I tell her to change it to like a Saturday afternoon? Couldn't she just switch work days? I don't know. Maybe she can't. Is two hours on a Sunday afternoon a weird time for an engagement party? I don't know. Okay. I think that's it. Thanks for your advice in advance. Um, love the podcast. Uh, can't wait to hear what you have to tell me. Bye. Deidre, amazing, amazing message. Thank you so much. And a great question because I do think this is a very, uh, you know, one of those topics that is very relevant to a lot of people because our parents' version of etiquette and our version of etiquette is slightly different. And I do like that your mum is concerned with not offending people, but also in the process is putting you in the shit a little bit with invitations and guests of people who, listening to your wording, you don't really even know. So my first point I would like to make is that you shouldn't feel obliged or obligated in any way to be inviting people that you don't know necessarily that well. I know you've said there's lots of second cousins, there's friends of your mum that perhaps she's friends with but you haven't seen probably since you were a kid. These are people it's really nice to invite to an engagement party and I think this is actually a great way to celebrate with them without feeling that you need to then invite them to the next stage a la the wedding. You're in a good position because the wedding isn't where they live so immediately if you were going to go down the track which I don't actually recommend but if you were going to go down the track of having to then invite these people a lot of them probably wouldn't be making the trek so that's one way you can get around it but I also think it's not rude to say come along to the engagement party celebrate with us 
But to sort of say we're going to be having quite an intimate wedding, so we really want to use this time to celebrate our uh, marriage with you. Now, I don't think you necessarily need to spell it out in an invitation, but one way you could do it is to write, like you sort of said, a very simple line saying something like, we're getting married, we're having a small ceremony in the summer, but we would love to invite you to celebrate our marriage with the engagement party now. And I think it's something that, you know, your mum might be able to sort of say in person as well, if she's particularly concerned that these people would be offended that they're not invited to the wedding, to say, look, they are having a small wedding celebration, so this is the time that we can get everyone together and have a big party. Also, you mentioned that you might be able to come back and have a small reception with these people at a later date. That's something, you know, if you can afford it and you've got the time, that you could just bung on a nice bung on. That's the most Australian thing I've said all day. You can bung on a nice party. Uh, you can do a party, whether it's at your mum's house or you do an evening at a restaurant or something further down the track. That's also something that you could mention uh, in an invitation or on the night. One thing, you know, without having to mention it in an invitation is at the engagement party, to stand up and say, thank you so much for coming. We're so delighted that we can share this time with you and that you had come along to celebrate with us. We are having a small, intimate wedding uh, in the future, but we'd love to invite you to come and have a drink with us when we return from the celebrations. It's a really easy way to soften the blow, but also get them to realize they're probably not going to be invited to the main event. My only advice is just to be clear and to make it known that that's what's happening so people don't get offended when the invitation doesn't arrive. Now, they might be saying, I I don't want to travel across the country to go to your wedding. You know, obviously they would want to go to Colorado because it's amazing. I love Colorado. But it might be a two-way situation always to say, well, I would feel bad if I was invited because we're probably not going to travel six hours. Who knows? Also, I think Sunday afternoon, depending on what sort of party you want to have, Sunday afternoon's pretty low key. Maybe your mama wants to make something that's like a garden party with a couple of drinks and then everyone goes home. But I agree, if people are traveling long distances and then they've got to turn around again and go all the way home on a Sunday afternoon, it might not be as fun. If you want to have a bit of a rockin' engagement party, I would put the heavy on your mum to maybe move it to Saturday night and... uh do a bit of a Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening celebration so if the people that want to celebrate a little heavier can stay on and do that. All just my thoughts. I'm no etiquette expert, but I feel if I went along to a party in another state or a different time zone, as you said, and didn't get invited, I'd be fine. And grateful that I was invited to this party. Thank you so much, Deirdre. Let me know how you go. Hi, Alicia. My name is Noel. I'm a DJ in Phoenix, Arizona, in the United States of America. And I just wanted to call to leave you a kind comment or two and say thank you. I listened to your podcast. I've been listening to it for about a month now, so I'm fairly new to it. But I listen to it often, going back different episodes, keeping up with current ones. And the reason I do that is because I'm trying to provide a better quality of service to my target market of future bride chillers and groom chillers. And when they meet with me, I give them information about how I DJ, what I offer. But I'm also able to assist them with any of the challenges and struggles that they're going through in the process of planning their wedding. And I have this broad knowledge base now because I listen to your podcast. And that was the whole reason. You're perfect for what I was looking for. 
and the whole reason why I went on to the podcast to search for, um, you know, wedding uh, related topics. I wanted to provide my customers a service above and beyond what I offer as a DJ and host. So thank you. And I also turned them on to your podcast. And I'm sure they're thanking you for that too. So in closing, I wanted to say that I think your accent is hot and I really like it. I think it's very cool and you're very witty and you have awesome guests on your podcast. Love hearing from everybody. Shout out to all those bride chillas. Shout out to some of the groom chillas who might be listening. And you take care and keep doing what you do. Love you. Well, Noel, no one has ever said that my accent is hot. So congrats. You're a first and thank you. I'm very chuffed. And what a lovely message. And I played the whole message, Noel, because firstly, I want to plug your business because I've just been stalking you on the social medias. If you want to visit Noel's business, it is proseratodjs.com. That's pro, as in he's a pro, serato, S-E-R-R-A-T-O, djs.com. I'm going to link to you in the show notes as well. And I'm just chuffed. I always ask if you are a wedding vendor or you are someone who makes something for the wedding industry and you listen to the podcast to get in touch and I'll plug you and talk about you. And Noel, you did this without even me asking. And I'm so happy that you are utilizing the information that I give and share on the show to help your bride chillers and groom chillers. That to me is like really proactive business. And when I talk about finding vendors who care, you sound like someone who really cares. And that's just what people should be looking for. So people, if you are listening in the Arizona area, then I would suggest this is the DJ for you. Noel is for you. Thank you so much for taking the time to get in touch. I love you back. Hi, Alicia. This is Amanda. I sent you an email probably a couple months ago about... Um, you know, the problem of having too many friends to ask as bridesmaids because I didn't want to be the person with 16 bridesmaids. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It would just, to me, it's just mass chaos. Um, and I decided to ask my only family to be bridesmaids and then asking my friends to be my something blue. And your feedback was so encouraging that I decided, you know, I should just ask them and stop dragging my feet and just do it. Well, I finally did, and everyone was super excited and totally understanding. So I think a lot of times with wedding planning, you think that everyone has a set expectation in their mind, and it turns out that you're probably having those expectations, not exactly your, you know, your friends or your guests. Um... And if that makes any sense at all. Amanda, it more than makes sense. And if I had Dr. Lindsay Beerer here right now, I feel like I'm going to channel her right now. But she, I mentioned, she mentioned this about expectations and our own fears. And a lot of the time, the problems we have, especially emotional and relationship problems, when we're planning something, we've got a big event coming up, whether it be a wedding or something else, is that we sort of create these problems in our own head because we're worrying and because we care. And often when it comes to the resolve, when you actually have to confront the problem, like you said, of saying to your friends, I've got 50 of you, I can't have you all as bridesmaids. They get it. They understand because they're your friends. So I'm really happy that when you approach this situation, that the, the your worst fears were not recognized and that they were cool. That makes me so happy. Delighted. 
I also told you that um, I that I hate the bouquet toss and the garter toss, um, and you agreed. And um, actually, I think I said I abhor it, <laughs> which I do. But a funny thing is, is um, so I was gonna. I asked uh, the groom's two sisters and then my two cousins to be my bridesmaids, and my cousin can't be a bridesmaid anymore because she's on a scholarship for volleyball and her coach basically said it's either the wedding or your scholarship so which is horrible but um anyway so I told Brad who's my fiance I told Brad this and he said well you have to ask a friend to be a bridesmaid and I said absolutely not that that'll just be too much because how do I choose from all my friends uh because basically he didn't want a he didn't want an uneven bridal party, and I tried to explain to him, it's 2016, no one gives a shit about that kind of stuff. Um, so I ended up compromising with him, and I said, look, even though I abhor the garter, you know, the garter toss and the bouquet toss, I will be willing to do it with a smile on my face if you just give me the uneven bridal party. So... <laughs> He agreed, um, so I'm having it, um, kind of unfortunately, but, you know, I guess marriage and everything is all about compromises. Uh, anyway, so I just wanted to give you a update on that, because I know you really like updates, and also, I do have a question, and again, this is all about expectation, but... The problem with where we're getting married, and we're getting married in Treasure Island, Florida, and it's a tiny little island off of the Tampa Bay coast, um, is we only have like a certain block of rooms for our hotel to, for the hotel for people to, you know, uh, get reservations for, and so that means that like everyone's going to be scattered, and we are having a full bar, obviously. Um, but we're, we can't afford the transportation to, like, transport everyone back to their hotel. And I feel like a lot of people have the expectation that we are. And I keep telling myself, you know, everyone's adults, and if they can afford to fly to Treasure Island, Florida, then they can afford, you know, probably a $5 cab home. But I'm having, like, this huge guilt trip, especially because one of my friends said, you know, something to me about, like, how we are going to have transportation, and I, I explain, like, you know, we can't because not everyone is going to be able to stay at the same hotel. So, um, anyway, do you think I should tell people, like, give people a heads up that, yes, it's an open bar, but we're not going to have transportation? Um, and, uh, anyway, yeah, let me know what you think. And also, just... Just FYI, I did hire a wedding planner. Before I listened to your podcast, I hired one. And I just want to say, it is the best thing I've ever done, ever. <laughs> it's, it's like the best decision in my entire life. Um, I, I always, I'm encouraging everyone, if you can spare that money, then hire one. Because it's absolutely worth it. And every advice ever that you've given for people to hire a wedding planner... I absolutely back 100%. So anyway, um, looking forward to hearing back from you. Sorry, this is long and rambly, but I just got excited. All right, bye. Happy days. OMG, when any, anyone says happy days, that makes me so happy. 
And I really appreciate the updates that you're giving as well because it's like an end of a story. We hear half the story often when you leave voice messages and I answer and then we don't get a response. Not that you all have to write and respond. I'm not being bitchy about it, but it's just nice to hear a resolve. So the questions you have, I think it's interesting that your husband-to-be, Brad, is really hung up on the the Even Stephen bridal party. I mean, horses for courses, as I always say, and I love that you've come to a compromise. I think it's a hilarious compromise that you are ending up doing the bridal toss, which is something you don't like. But that shows commitment, and as you said, do it with a smile on your face. Do a little feminist speech beforehand. Not necessarily necessary, but just enjoy it. Get through it. Make each other happy. It's interesting you mentioned the transport because one thing with Rich and I, when we were planning our wedding, the one thing we could not fit into our budget was a bus home. Now, we had, it was like an hour drive home and a lot of people, some people bought their cars and we didn't want people to drink drive. And we asked, we hired a bus and said, here is, here's the option. If you want to get a cab, it's like a hundred bucks. But if you all put in $10, we'll get you a bus there and back, a return journey. Now, ideally, and Rich always says this, he regrets saying to people, can you pay? But also, we couldn't physically afford the bus. It just wasn't in our budget, and we wanted to offer them an option, and no one complained. And we had, I think it was like 35 people that took the bus, and actually, it was nice because people met in the city of Melbourne, and they were from all over the place, and they got on the bus, and they paid their 10 bucks to the driver, And they shared the drive out there, got to know each other, had the wedding, and they all got on the bus and they went back to the city. For us, that was the solution that we could offer that wasn't going to cost us a lot of money, but also solved the problem. Now, I don't know if that's an option for you, and if it's concerning you that much and people are bitching and moaning, then you might be able to arrange some sort of transport and say, could you all chip in five bucks or whatever it's going to be. Now, as you said, It sounds like it's only, you know, a $5 taxi ride, and I think people should just wear it. I think you are giving them, as you said, a free bar, a meal, a good night out, whatevs. Just fucking take the cab. But if people are really bitching and moaning, you could suggest and say, look, we'll organize the transport if you all chip in for it. Some people would say that's rude. It worked really well for us. And no one said anything to our faces, which doesn't mean they weren't unhappy about it. But it also meant the transport was organized. They didn't have to think about it. No one was drinking or driving and we got it done. Sometimes people just are looking for something to bitch and moan about. And to be honest, if you're not asking them to go a long distance, you know, just get it done. Just go and hire a cab. I've been to heaps of weddings where they've had a church ceremony and then they've said, actually, our reception's 20 minutes away. And we found our own transport. I do think one thing you could do if you're asking people to take cabs is to call the cab company prior to the wedding and get someone else to do this, you know, a couple of days before and say, we're getting hitched at this venue and we're going to be moving to this other venue. Can we please order 10 cabs and have them there? Because it is annoying. We went to a wedding in Melbourne where... This wasn't done, and it was out in the sticks a little bit, as we would say. It was in the burbs, and it took about 45, 50 minutes for the cabs to arrive at the church, and then by the time we sort of travelled, it was just a bit of a waste of time. So I do think if you can prearrange things, also Uber is a really good idea. If you join Uber and you're not an Uber member, you can give people the free – it's not free – 
I think sometimes they do like a $10 credit and they do 15% off, all this sort of stuff. Just Google it and find it. So maybe you could lighten the blow and say, here's our voucher. And then also, if they use it, you get credit on your account. Bam. Amanda, thank you so much for getting in touch. So happy that things are working out for you. I'm really stoked that you've made these decisions and I'm still laughing a little bit at the compromise. Just very funny. Thanks for putting up with my weird croaky voice. You're going to hear it again tomorrow because I'm about to record the Friday quickie. So unless my voice improves in the next 15 minutes, this is what you're going to get tomorrow. Hope you're having a fantastic week. Please leave me a voice message. Also, another call out for couple related questions that aren't necessarily wedding related questions for Rich and I, my and Rich, that's not correct grammar, new podcast. We are recording it as we speak, not actually right now but more figuratively. And we've got Dr. Lindsay Beerer, the amazing Dr. Lindsay Beerer, is on the show. She's going to be doing a segment each week about the topics that we're covering. So specifically, if you have a question that is more psychology-based, well, she'll give the proper answers. We'll give the Alicia and Rich answers, basically. But if you have something that's something that you would like, Lindsay, something that's something, it's something that's something. I've said something 14 times. If you have a question that you would like Lindsay to answer specifically, let me know in the message and we will forward it to her for our records. I love you all so much. Hope you're having a great week. Thank you for supporting the show. It means so much to me. You are dear, dear friends and I will come to all of your weddings. Love you. Happy days.